Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Business Australia podcast celebrating International Women's Day 2018. Marking International Women's Day 2018 in Australia, Sustainable Business Australia launches a podcast series on insights from female leadership within the Sustainable Business Australia member community. These podcasts provide a way of showcasing outstanding business leadership of women in SBA member companies who are working to contribute to the Sustainable Development Goals. SBA launches this podcast series as a contribution to the goals of SDG 5, which aims to achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls by 2030. So let's start. Hello and welcome to Emma Peacock from Unilever. Tell us, uh, what's your role within the um, Unilever organisation? So I'm the Director of Sustainable Business and Communications for Unilever here in Australia and New Zealand. And what that's all about is building advocacy and engagement to drive our sustainable growth agenda um, among both our employees and also externally among our, our key stakeholders. Um, and this is really all about driving our sustainable living plan, uh, which sets out our vision to grow our business while we reduce our environmental impact and increase our positive social impact. As part of my role, I sit on the leadership team for Australia and New Zealand, which shows how central uh, our sustainable growth agenda is right to the core of our business. Um, and I count myself very fortunate to uh, work for an incredible company with some of the world's best brands but also uh, to be able to contribute directly to the SDGs on a daily basis. So how specifically is the organisation looking to contribute to the realisation of the Sustainable Development Goals, not just in Australia or New Zealand for that matter, but even globally? Well, the Sustainable Development Goals is a topic that we're super passionate about at Unilever and that I'm super passionate about personally. And we really believe that a biz that business, but particularly businesses the size and scale of ours, have a huge ability to help realise the SDGs and in doing so create a better and fairer world. And we also know that addressing the world's most pressing issues, which are really articulated in the SDGs, is fundamentally good for business. So if we're tackling these, we know that we're likely to be opening markets, creating opportunities, driving innovation, and fundamentally making our business more resilient for the future. And you'll often hear our global um, CEO, Paul Polman, say that there is no business case for enduring poverty. And the SDGs also speak directly to our core purpose as a business, which is to make sustainable living commonplace. And this sense of uh, strong sense of purpose to change the world for the better is not actually new to Unilever, and it really stems right back to the 1800s uh, when our founder William Lever wrote first wrote down his ideas for Sunlight Soap, which at the time he had a vision to tackle hygiene issues in Victorian England, and he was very driven by the idea that uh, a business that better serves the community and and um, you know does good will do well. So bringing it right back today, we um, remain driven by that by that strong purpose and the role that we can play in creating a better world. Um, and with our operations in almost every country around the world, with our brands used by more than 2 billion consumers a day, we know we have the size, scale and reach to do it. Um, and we know that in many cases we have a longer outlook than governments. So we believe that the SDGs can't be achieved without business and at the same time business can't thrive or survive long term without the SDGs. So I guess we've been involved right from the, the formation of the SDGs. Um, our global CEO, again, Paul Polman, was um, involved in an advisory committee to represent the business community um, in the formation of the goals. And we believe the goals are, are fully aligned um, with our own ambitions set out in our Unilever Sustainable Living Plan, which has three big goals. Um, the first is improving the health and well-being of a, a billion people worldwide. 
The second is reducing our environmental impact. And the third is enhancing livelihoods of millions. So what we've done is we've taken the SDGs and we've mapped them against all the targets that sit under those three big goals in our sustainable living plan. Um, and we believe that we can actually impact them all. Um, but we have also looked at, um, at those areas where we have the biggest con um, potential to contribute um, and also the most to gain from a, a value to our business. And just to give you a few examples of those, you know, here in Australia and New Zealand, um, some of the um, SDGs that we're actively contributing to include um, three around good health and wellbeing. And if you think about some of our, our brands like Dove and its self-esteem program and Vaseline with its healing project, which is about healing the skin of people affected by poverty and emergencies around the world, you know, we're making a really big difference around health and well-being just through our portfolio and some of the, the, uh, the social missions of our brands. Um, we're doing a lot of work around um, gender equality goal five, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, another one we're doing some work around is clean water and sanitation with our brand Domestos, um, which is helping tackle the global sanitation crisis through not only raising awareness of the issue of um, communities that don't have access to clean, safe toilets, but for every Domestos you buy, you know, it's actually making contribution to building that infrastructure and in communities where it's required. I could keep going on, but other goals, responsible consumption and production, goal 12, obviously huge um, impact we can make in our operations, but also in our packaging. And we've um, you know, got some strong commitments to ensure our packaging is fully reusable, recyclable or compostable by 2025. We're on that journey at the moment. Climate action, goal 13, um, life on land, sustainable sourcing, renewable energy, zero waste to landfill. You know, I won't take um, all day to talk about them, but, you know, we, we really feel that we can impact a lot. So and I think the final thing we, we're doing is we talk about them a lot with our people um, to raise that awareness um, and because it's so connected to our business and we know our people feel equally as proud as I do to be able to contribute through the work that they do every day. All right, so let's, uh, as you say, let's deal with SDG5 in particular. And um, specifically, what are you and your organisation uh, doing towards contributing to the goal that is a very important uh, empowerment goal, but also one around societal need? Mm, absolutely. Hugely important goal, as you pointed out. Um, personally, very passionate about it, but it's also a huge focus area for us as a business. Um, and we think we're in a really strong position to help empower women on the round the world. Uh, we have 70% of our consumers are women, um, and they also play huge roles throughout our entire value chain. Um, so you think about women, we engage as, as growers, um, of, you know, agricultural inputs that come into our, um, our food, distributors, factory and office employees as well. Um, and we know that when you uh, empower women, um, it has a huge impact on the communities uh, around them as they tend to be change agents and it has a ripple, a sort of ripple effect on, on the economy. And in fact, if we ensure that women could participate equally in the economy, we'd boost boosted by 28 trillion. So, you know, we see a, a, a huge impact we can make there. So we actually advocated for the adoption of a specific target on women's empowerment, again, as that part of that, that work that we did to input to the goals. And as part of our sustainable living plan, we've set out um, some key areas uh, under a big goal to empower 5 million women by 2020 um, with four strategic targets. And that's around building a gender balanced organisation, promoting women's safety in the communities where we operate, uh, enhancing access to training and skills and expanding op economic opportunities in our value chain. So close to home, one of the biggest game changes that we've been working on um, is around uh, building gender balance within our organisation. And that's really been about normalising flexible working across both men and women. So it's really not 
just about having women having better access to flexible work, but crucially about ensuring that there's flexibility for, for men to take more of the share of unpaid domestic and caring work. And we know that fundamentally, if that happens, it will open up more opportunities for women to participate in the workforce, be more financially independent and take on leadership roles. So we formally announced all roles flex here in Unilever Australia and New Zealand, um, giving our people the options to, to explore like part-time flexible hours, job shares, and we've really focused on making this equally relevant for men and women um, and ensuring that we showcase men who are who are actively taking that up. We encourage our, our leaders to lead loudly when they're um, you know leaving for, for caring commitments. And this has actually had a very personal impact for me. Um, so I don't think I would be here and have been able to take on um, a leadership role at Unilever if it wasn't for the ability to work flexibly. I have two young children aged three and five um, and I work uh, four days. Uh, a week, so in a, in a permanent basis. One of those, I work regularly from home and, you know, I take up flexible hours as well, as does my husband, um, to juggle juggle work with raising a young family. And I think, you know, for us with two big rigid full-time roles, it might just have been too hard if I didn't have that flexibility in my husband as well. Um, so big impact there. I think we back that up um, both locally and globally by clear um, diversity targets and accountabilities right from the top. Here, our um, local CEO, Clive Stiff, chairs our diversity and inclusion committee. We have a 50-50 target across all work levels. Uh, we've achieved 52% um, uh, of our um, managers are women, 48% um, of our whole workforce is women, um, and we're working very hard to ensure that's represented right to the sort of senior leadership level too. But more broadly in our value chain, Globally, um, you know, there's a lot of work that we're doing uh, across our supply chain in the area of training, even um, building micro entrepreneurs um, and in other areas in the, I guess, um, sort of upstream, we made a recent commitment to um, a 50-50 balance with the startups that we work with by 2023. We're doing a lot of work with startups as we drive innovation across our business. And I think the final big area I wanted to talk about was the role of our advertising. Um, so clearly as a world, one of the world's biggest advertisers with a portfolio of big household brands, um, many of them are, are domestic brands. You know, we recognise that we can do things differently around our advertising to really break uh, stereotypes. So we've launched a commitment called Unstereotype, which is all about moving away from unhelpful portrayals of gender uh, and delivering fresh campaigns that are more relevant to our consumers um, to, to really help us drive that change. And at the same time, you know, those those ad, ads are helping us connect better with our consumers. Um, what are the challenges and important developments that your organisation has identified around um, achieving SDG 5? Are there any others um, it, it, within the industry per se that Unilever um, acknowledges is part of and is looking to develop initiatives as a collaborative effort by the industry to um, to see achievement of those targets um, over time. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's a good point because we know we can't, in no one organisation can achieve this alone. So it absolutely involves collaborative effort across industry, um, across parts of society, government, industry, NGOs. Um, and so we do a, you know, we do a lot of work through partnerships um, to, to achieve that, but also through bringing together industry. So with our unstereotype commitment, that's one example of where we have brought together industry and many other um, great companies out there have also joined us um, with that ambition as well. And, you know, if you've got that many players around the table, really thinking about how we can influence through our advertising and marketing and, you know, think about the big change that we can make. I think broadly we uh, we hope that we can, you know, we, we've recognised, I guess, in terms of um, both challenges and, and important developments, how important leaders, strong leadership is. Um, so we've tried to um, 
well, we've set, I guess, that leadership and accountability right from the top of our business. Um, we ensure that we replicate that in all the markets in which we operate. And we try and um, take a leadership position externally, but also knowing that we've got a lot to learn and still a lot more work to do. And we need to um, ensure that we're con continuing to gather those insights and work with stakeholders and partners to achieve the sort of change that we want to achieve. Um, and when you think about our supply chain um, you know, fund partnerships are fundamentally important um, with that when you think about, okay, how do we reach um, communities uh, to improve sustainable sourcing to, you know, ensure that um, women have equal access to skills and opportunities because that tend, tends to have a knock-on effect. And we can't necessarily do that all alone, so we need to find the right partners on the ground to, to work with to do that. Let's round off the conversation here with what do you see as the challenges and opportunities uh, there are for Australia around SDG 5, so specifically for our country, mm. and what role does business play in um, a responsibility and opportunity um, towards achieving um, outcomes as a result of those challenges? Well, look, I think there's both huge opportunity and challenge for us here in Australia. Um, and if you look at the kind of global scale, um, we see that on current trends, it will be more than 100 years before women have the same economic opportunities as men, which, you know, is frankly way too slow. And here in Australia, uh, we're not necessarily the leader of the pack. Um, you know, we have some big challenges. We're currently ranked 35th on the global gender gap index. Um, I think we've sort of gone up and down a little bit. Um, and if you have a look at that, um, you know, there's some areas that we excel, like education. Um, there's some areas of challenge, and one of those is around poor female representation in the political system. Um, I think we've made some improvements there, but I probably don't need to, you know, to speak too much more about that one. Um, you know, we're still seeing a 15% gender pay gap in Australia as of the latest report from the Workplace Gender Equality Agency in February. Um, but for me, I think um, one of the biggest challenges and opportunities for us to address and lead is really around addressing these stereotypes and ensuring that men feel that they have the same flexibility and opportunity to contribute equally to caring responsibilities. So I think that's about the role that we can play as quite a, you know, a progressive nation through our um, dialogue or advertising or marketing, but also in our workplaces, how can we really normalise flexible working for men? Because it requires a huge systems change. Um, and until we achieve this, I think women will always be underrepresented in certain key parts of society, particularly areas like politics, business leadership, where it's so important to have and that And community voice. leadership for that matter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, Emma, thank you so much for your time. Um, that was fantastic. No worries, thank um, you. Yes, thank you very much. The, this was a SBA podcast brought to you on the issue or the opportunity of the um, International Women's Day, which is on the 8th of March, 2018. For further podcasts from SBA, go to our website, www.sba.asn.au. This is Andrew Peterson, the CEO of Sustainable Business Australia. Thank you for your time today.